Welcome to the Word Podcast. The Lord God has given us His Word. Let us learn it. Let us live it. Let us rejoice in it. Spread the Word. Well, blessings, everybody. This is Dale. Thank you so much for joining with me today on the Word Podcast. We continue going through the book of Titus, and I want to bring sort of a thought to a conclusion right here in a point. What we've seen at this point in time in the first chapter is that... Uh, Paul introduces himself and says, hey, I'm writing to Titus. And then he tells him, remember, the reason I left you behind there was to where you could do a couple of things. You set things in order, what remains, those believers that we went, that were established from city to city, and that you appoint elders in every city. And then Paul gave uh, the characteristics, the character traits of someone who is an elder. Now, again, these are not the character traits of those that are unsaved. These are people who are actually saved. In other words, they're going to be transformed from what they were before to what they are now. For instance, it says, if any man is above reproach well, and blameless. Well, before they were saved, they were not above reproach. They were not blameless. And so we're not to hold uh, the past sins of somebody uh, prior to the time that they were saved against them in relationship to these uh, leadership positions. But the church often does that, I tell you. You know, we'll sit there and we'll totally forgive somebody that was convicted of murder and spent years in prison for that and was saved and came out and wants to lead a church. We shout hallelujah for that. But heaven forbid if somebody was divorced, <laughs> right? <laughs> you know, we sort of pick and choose our sins. So we, we have seen already that these individuals are above reproach, uh, a one-woman man, the husband of one wife, that the children believe. They're not accused of riotous activity and lifestyle or being unruly. Uh, they are above reproach as far as stewardship of what God has granted them. Okay, They're not self-willed. They're not quick-tempered. They're not pugnacious. I love that phrase. Uh, they're not addicted to wine. They're not fond of sordid gain or greedy for gain or given to filthy lucre. And that is such a problem with the leadership now. And it's a very subtle thing in, in uh, most areas where uh, we are, okay, is the body of Christ. But it is there nonetheless. Sometimes it's very, very open. I know of one uh, guy that, you know, this church was just exploding. They were, God was just blessing them. So and they went from a two services to three services, and he came back and demanded more money because he's having to preach the third time. Well, you got to be careful with that kind of attitude, okay? But then we saw some positive traits that this person needs to be hospitable, loving what is good. They need to be sensible, just, devout, self-controlled, and holding to the word of truth, holding fast to the faithful word of truth. Uh, and the reason that is is to where they can be able to teach and be able to exhort in sound doctrine and refute those who contradict. Now, let me read that verse 9 again because this is so important. Here's the last part of it. So that he will be able both to exhort in sound doctrine and to refute those who contradict. Verse 10, the first word is for, F-O-R. In other words, therefore, in light of this, the reason for this is this. For there are many rebellious men, empty talkers and deceivers, especially those of the circumcision who must be silenced because they are upsetting whole families, teaching things they should not teach for the sake of sordid gain. Now, boy, this right here really brings some things home for us. 
That is the reason these overseers, and quite often, again, we think, oh, well, these are the professionals. These are the ones that we call pastors. These are the ones that we call uh, bishops. These, no, it's not limited to that at all. Someone can be an overseer and not vocationally be doing this. They may, I, some of the most phenomenal overseers that I know that I have had time with that have been in the portions of the body of Christ that I've been with have been uh, uh, carpenters, construction people, have been, uh, one was a nurse. That, this guy was powerful, was a nurse. Uh, some were musicians. Can you imagine <laughs> a musician being an overseer? Yeah. And the reason is that there are rebellious men. And so these men who are exhorted in sound doctrine and who refute those who contradict are so important because there are many, many rebellious men. Now, look at these rebellious men. This is interesting. This is uh, not necessarily those who are pagans because he says, especially those of the circumcision, those of the circumcision, those would be Jews, Okay, and so they are Jews. Now, they're either Jews who have not believed, which they would definitely be rebellious men and empty talkers and deceivers, or they may be Jews who say they believe, who profess a belief that Jesus is Yeshua HaMashiach, okay, who say that, but that they really don't or they're deceived themselves. And that's the reason they need somebody to refute and contradict and to exhort in sound doctrine. But he tells us what happens. He says, there are these rebellious men, and they're empty talkers, and they're deceivers, especially those of the circumcision. Now, in our society today, in our world today, just think of the religionists. That's usually the term I put in right there, the religionists. Those who are very religious, those who are playing the role and that are a part of everything, and yet they're empty talkers. They talk, and they talk, often it's from the pulpit, folks, and it's just empty emptiness. Just listen to what's being said, and it's just fluff, and it's all this, and it's all these stories, and it's this, and that. and it sounds profound, and it sounds good, but when you really pay attention to it, it doesn't align with the Word of God, or it has nothing to do with the Word of God. And he said, these are rebellious men. Then he tells us what we must do with them, verse 11, who must be silenced. Silenced. Well, why must they be silenced? Because they are upsetting whole families. They are upsetting entire families because of their empty talk, because of their deception. Quite often in that empty talk, if you just sort of pay attention, it'll, it'll just, uh, all of a sudden, all these things start coming out there. Well, this is, this is a fact about this and a fact about that. And you check the fact and you find that the facts aren't true at all. It's just fluff. It's just made up stuff. And that's what was happening. Nothing new has been going on through the ages. These empty talkers, these deceivers, they must be silenced because they're upsetting entire families. Well, how are they upsetting the entire families? He tells us at the end of verse 11, teaching things they should not teach for the sake of sordid gain. So they're teaching something in some way or some fashion that gives them a monetary advantage that gives them money, that gives them sordid gain. Again, there's nothing wrong with gain, okay? There's nothing wrong with building up a wealth. There's nothing wrong with money. But when you love the money, when you do things for the sake of that, and sordid means that you're doing it in a little sideways kind of way, which the world may look at and say, well, that's all right. It's not illegal, but it's probably immoral. 
and it's not good. That's what these folks were doing. And I've seen that happen. I can give you example after example after example of where, you know, someone says something, they manipulate this thing, and, and they wind up getting uh, 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 some little old lady who's donated her house to the church. And then the one in charge of that is the one who's divvying out all these funds and these resources. It's just it's, it's horrific what all has happened in the name of the Lord. And the Lord has told us that we need people, we need these overseers to be faithful in the word and to teach it and exhort in sound doctrine and to refute those who contradict. And the gainsayers, as the King James says, gainsay means to speak against, to come against something. Why? Because they're rebellious men. They're empty talkers. They're deceivers, particularly of the Jewish circumcision here, particularly of the religionists, the nominational religionists in our days. These folks must be silenced because they're upsetting entire families. How are they upsetting? Because they're teaching things that they should not teach for the sake of sordid gain. It's literally bringing division and uh, conflict within families. Uh, I, I suspect most of us are thinking right now going, oh yeah, I've seen that happen. I've seen that happen. Well, here's what will set us free from that. If we teach and exhort in the word of truth, if we correct with the word of truth and in the love and the power of the Holy Spirit, not only will such people be silenced, I think they'll be brought into the proper way. You know, perhaps they'll repent. Perhaps they'll confess and be saved and live as they should. Again, I'm Dale, and I'll see you all again next time.